How can you make your LinkedIn account more engaging? What opportunities are there for you if you have many engagements? Being most comfortable with yourself is important. People will relate to people who show up as themselves. They relate to you more naturally when you are most comfortable, which is what we aim to accomplish through LinkedIn. Being genuine is the only way to generate empathy and relatability from the audience, which is lacking in today's society. In this episode of the Dominate Your Market podcast, we have Taslim Ahmad Fateh, a LinkedIn personal branding expert. He studied the psychology behind good content and design strategies for his clients to create effective, engaging, and high-converting content. Taslim will talk about how to appear authentic on LinkedIn, connect to your audience by being yourself, and what you can do to increase your engagement on LinkedIn. Welcome to the Dominate Your Market podcast, where we interview leaders, CEOs, founders, and high-impact business development professionals to get their insights on how you can grow your business efficiently, build an amazing company, and still have a life. Today's guest is Taz Fateh, who is a LinkedIn personal branding expert and a content nerd. He said that, not me. He's an amazing dude. He studies the psychology behind good content and designs strategies for his clients to create effective, engaging, and high-converting content. His, his own LinkedIn profile averages 1,000 likes and 500-plus comments per post, which is crazy engagement. Taz, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. Thank you. You are uh, you're an inspiration to me. You know, I, I kind of went all in on LinkedIn probably about six months ago, and I came across you, and I'm like, who the hell is this dude? And uh, just, you know, I have to say, I said this, I think, in a comment on one of your posts. You are so authentic, so humble, so vulnerable, but still have that confidence because you're very good at what you do. I think your your own profile is so refreshing. I, I'm really building you up here, by the way. But your, your <laughs> yeah, profile, no. it's so refreshing, you know, that because there's a lot of people that, and you know who the, I'm not going to call out names, but you know, competing against each other and calling each other out and that gaming stuff. And and I can I can see you're very consistent. You don't play into that. So I try I try to stay away from that. Um, but I'm I'm. It's not like I'm some sort of a special person that's come to to a point where he's so authentic or um and and vulnerable and open. Um, I went through a sort of an evolution with my um personal brand as well. I used to be a, a corporate employee. Um, I used to work for a multi-billion-dollar company owned by the Singaporean uh, fund, the Singaporean Sovereign Fund, and so I I've worked in a place where your authenticity and your expression and creativity is sort of strifled or stopped. And so um, I had that expression through, uh, on my LinkedIn profile from when I started it, because I started it, I think about three years ago. Um, and uh, I posted with that expression for about two years, but it didn't get me any results. It didn't get me anything. Um, and so I went through this uh, sort of uh, transformation where I realized that it is true what people say, that people will relate to people who show up as themselves. And so I then went through a phase uh, early this year in about um, April, May, where I actually put out a post. Where I changed my profile picture because it used to be me in a suit, nice oh, haircut. Wow, I, I can't picture yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. That post is still there. Um, so what, 
when I stopped posting because my corporate persona wasn't working and the reason it wasn't working was because that wasn't who I really was. I was just trying to be someone like if we were talking two two years ago, I would rock up in a suit, but that's not when I feel the most comfortable, the most authentic. So I then publicly announced um, at that time, I didn't have that much attention. So it got like maybe 50, 60 likes and a, a couple of thousand views. But that was still a lot because I was publicly coming out saying, look, I'm not this guy that wears a suit all the time and um, tries to act like, you know, he's looking after big clients and big contracts, even though I was. But that's not where I found my creativity. And so I made a picture saying this is how he was going in a suit. And then this is this is how it's going now. Uh, me in a hoodie and everyone commented saying look your smile is so much more genuine when you're wearing a hoodie and you're comfortable just being yourself and so that was sort of the genesis of this new personal brand um, that I built and in six months it's uh, it's going insane for the lack of a better word I'm, I'm at like I, I just got another thousand followers just yesterday <laughs> I don't yesterday. even know how that oh my yeah. god wow <laughs> I don't even know how this this is happening. I mean, I do know, but it's incredible and uh, incredibly humbling. Well, you know, it, it's cool to watch you because, um, you know, and, and I have to ask a question because I think there's a lot of people leaving the corporate world right now. So so I'm going to twist something right now. I'm ready. I'm, I'm looking at my notes to ask some questions, but you just said something. And I kind of went through that too, by the way. Um, I had a post and I think it might still be in my featured section, maybe not, but in a suit uh, or a sport coat and a no tie. I, I don't believe it. No ties, no tie. Same. But, I never wore a tie. No tie. But I thought that's not me. That truly. And I had that on my LinkedIn forever. And then I started putting some edgier pictures of me on there, you know, a denim shirt, just chilling out, you know, and I thought just like you, I felt so much more comfortable but not not to talk about me. How about what would you say to people? All these the corporate exodus. Everybody, you know, and everybody's turning into a coach. Everybody is a consultant of some sort, and that's what I do. So my competition has gone through the roof, which I don't really care. But what would you say to these people that have? A, they all have LinkedIn, right? But yeah. probably very similar to you and what I had. Probably a pretty stuffy corporate look what give give some tips to what would they do probably exactly what you just said to be honest with you right yeah so it's uh if someone has uh, i just want to acknowledge that some people actually live life like that um and they and they they're they're in real life interactions are very corporate are very stiff and uh, it could be because of decades of having to go through that system and then that's where they feel the most comfortable for people that feel the most comfortable in that persona should stick with that because at the end of the day, it's about being the most comfortable because when you're the most comfortable, people resonate with you at an organic level, which is what we're trying to generate through LinkedIn. And so it doesn't matter what you're doing because you could, for example, Elon Musk is, is just an example. He's He runs billions of dollars of companies and businesses and has massive government contracts that could be taken away by saying a single word wrong but he still comes out and says what he wants to because that's how he feels comfortable um now maybe elon musk is not such a relatable example but we have examples all all across us but if you think that you can perform and talk the most authentically in a suit 
then there's nothing wrong with the suit. Like I, I love wearing a suit, but it's just not where I shine. And so I picked w- whatever was most suitable for me. And I think everyone should do the same, whether they're B2B yeah. or B2C or anything, because that's how you can actually generate um, empathy and relatability with the audience by being authentic. Cause that's something that lacks in today's society. Right. Yeah. Well, how about this end too? So, so let, let's just, let's say they decide on what they're going to wear, right. For their profile picture. Now, what about that transition for they're leaving the corporate world where they probably had to talk very conservatively and, and, and really, you know, um, not be themselves probably um, to now all of a sudden freedom. Now it's like, Whoa, okay. What do I talk about? You know, it, give some suggestions on that for anybody that all of a sudden has the handcuffs removed and maybe yeah. they don't really know how to go about, how do I do this LinkedIn thing? I'm free, right? Yeah. So everyone, uh, the, the, uh, all the coaches that I talked to when I was starting gave me the, the the worst advice, which was find a niche and talk about that. And I think that that's just going from one prison to another prison. Um, oh, wow. The pri- the, the the prison of you know corporate the, the whole corporate demeanor into oh now i'm doing this so what i suggest people do is that when you break free of that prison try to explore talk about whatever you feel like talking about and that's the great thing about linkedin right now is that you can literally talk about anything yeah um and there will be an audience for it because there's 860 million plus people on it so um i always say don't just niche down and be like, okay, now this is what I need to do. Because a lot of people do it because others are doing it. They say, okay, this is the best way. If I they say if you don't talk to if you don't talk to someone specific, you don't talk to anyone, which is true. You have to be specific, especially if you're selling. However, when you're trying to find your way in your shoes, the best thing you should do is talk about whatever comes naturally. So that's exactly what I did. I didn't start off by optimizing my entire profile and saying, I am a LinkedIn expert. Um, I've actually never called myself that. I call myself a LinkedIn student because I'm still learning because every day there's something new to learn. But I didn't do that. What I did instead was I sat down, I had a bit of a a thinking process and I, I figured out that my strength throughout my entire career has been my skill to analyze. And so analysis is something where I thrive. Now we all have our own strengths. So pick your strength and then speak in regards to your strength. So what I did when I started off was um, because I was really uh, just sitting all day and trying to analyze what other people are doing on LinkedIn. And so one of my friends, my best friend, he goes, um, cause we were just there at his house and I was just sitting there looking at LinkedIn profiles and he goes, mate, what do you, why, why do you keep talking to me about LinkedIn profiles? Like, I really don't care. Why don't you go talk to the people on LinkedIn? Cause clearly that's something that you're so passionate about and you organically speaking about it. So um, that was an epiphany. Cause I was like, yeah, that, I, could, I could do that. I could do that even if I don't get paid for it. So find whatever you can do that you won't get paid for it. Like I I'm a hundred percent sure even if you get paid zero dollars, you will still talk about what you're talking about. And that's because I can sense that passion in you. And that passion is what makes people connect. So talk about that. And if you take three, six months to find out that topic, because not everyone knows instantly, I didn't know, that's fine. It's it, Three, six months is nothing in the scale of the larger, larger timeline. So 
Start with finding your voice. Maybe you don't even want to sell something. Maybe you just want to become a creator and maybe you want to let that creative spirit flourish. Maybe you don't want to sell a course or become a coach. Maybe you just want to uh, find other job opportunities and all of that is valid. But all of that is predicated on the fact that you need to find your voice and then wherever that takes you, go because that's where you'll thrive. So that I have a reverse process uh, and uh, I, I can tell you, in about a year's time, people might start talking about this because I'm going to put that course out, which walks you through it. I can't wait for that thing. Oh my God, that's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's that's how I think about it. I don't go pick a niche, pick a niche, because that's too narrowing. You know, that's interesting because for me, um, and I don't know if you remember some of my posts, but I'm big on fitness, right? Ex-athlete, you know, all these things. And it's, part of my soul, like fitness is part of my soul, right? And so I have this inkling to talk about it a fair bit. And now I know um, you're in Australia, right? Yes. So in the US, we're one of the heavier countries in the world, right? Let's too, just, much, too much Maccas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So so yeah. people really don't want to hear about fitness too much. So, so I do it, I pull it out once every couple of weeks, maybe, oh, I did a 40 mile bike ride on Sunday. What are you guys doing? Whatever. But I, I do kind of pull back on that. But I do under, I do agree with you that that you have to kind of find what you're passionate about. And it could for, for a lady, it could be, I love cross-stitching. Great. Awesome. Start talking about cross-stitching, right? Or Absolutely. you know, knitting or whatever. So I think that's a great tip because I think a lot of people are frozen with, I'm free, what do I do? And so you just said, and I, another thing you said that was really good. Give it a little bit of time. Don't don't put the pressure on yourself. You know, give it three or six months to really feel yourself out. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, and a funny thing you mentioned fitness because when I was actually so I had a corporate job and then I got out of it and I started a bubble tea business. And I, I was talk about of, that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was super lucky that I started. But I'm being obviously sarcastic here. I was super lucky that I started the, a bubble tea retail business in the middle of the pandemic. And so, <laughs> so crazy, obviously, crazy. And so when Australia shut down, obviously that did not work out. And so I was now looking to pivot towards LinkedIn because I, I, for for the past couple of years I've I've been wanting to post on it and I enjoyed it. Uh, but I didn't focus on it 100% because I had all these other things. So the first thing that I wanted to do was exactly that, fitness, because I'm, I'm a fitness freak too. I I, I, I fasted multiple days, so I'm into multiple long days. Ooh, baby. Yeah. I'm into long, longevity and you yep. know eating less and um, taking care of your body. That's what I wanted to talk about. But obviously, you when you talk about things, you realize that what you are doing or what you're thinking is your passion might not exactly be your passion. It might, it, you just have to go and discover. So then when I started talking, like I said, I discovered that analysis was the passion and that the reason I liked fitness was also because I used to analyze fitness um, strategies mm. and different ways of how fitness can help you improve. So again, give yourself time because you don't know, especially if, um, and fitness reminds me because uh, my brain goes from one place to another really quick. I Same just here. saw, I saw, I saw your uh, picture at your 59th birthday, and that's just 
I don't know how you're so fit. Like, God bless you. That's amazing. I appreciate uh, I, that. I, 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 I'm not half your age and I'm not that fit. So, <laughs> so you really, you really obviously into your fitness, uh, but back to the point. So let yourself discover and explore because especially if you're in your twenties, thirties, you have no clue what you like or want to do. No. And don't try to think that you do. This is another problem I see on LinkedIn is that 19 year olds coming up and saying, all I want to do is become a digital creator. And, you know, because there's so many people that are doing YouTube and courses. And so you think that's the way to success. So don't let an idea have you. Um, I mm. think it was, uh, it was a, it was, uh, I forgot it was of who it was, but it was a very famous philosopher who said, people don't have ideas. Ideas have people. And so Ooh. in the sort of, yeah, I know. In, in a sort awesome. of way in a sort of way that there's ideas that go in the mainstream and then people fall slave to it because of social pressure. So if I see 10 YouTubers making $10 million, I'm going to be like, that's the dream I want to follow. But a little bit of in, you know, reflection and then yeah. action will make you realize that maybe you don't want to sit and edit videos all day. And maybe that's not what you want to do. Maybe you are more of a fitness person or a nutrition person or whatever you want to do. So, don't tell yourself from the get-go that this is what my LinkedIn is going to be yeah. about. Let it take its its form. That that's awesome. You know, talking about fitness, I want I want to bring up that health scare that you had a little while ago. You know, and you oh, took, yeah. and, and again, I got to tell you, you know, pictures in the hospitals and all that stuff that you did. I mean, you you know, you sucked people in, right? I mean, it's just it really because it's like, whoa, shit, what's wrong with him? What happened? And that's that sort of reality TV kind of thing. And, uh, you know, we all, anybody that knows you and I knew you kind of online, I'm like, God, I, I hope he's okay. Like I really got, you know, genuinely concerned. So talk about, here's what I want to talk about. Talk, talk, tell me, tell the audience what happened. And then I want to know, did it have an impact on your life moving forward after that? Did, did anything change mindset wise after that? So talk about those two things. Yeah. So, um, I think it was the 1st of September, but I went to the doctor because um, there was some discomfort around my my spine. Excuse me. Sorry. So no, no, um, I basically went to the went to my GP and um, she thought that I just had an abscess in my back. And um, so she basically did an incision and drainage. Long story short, I ended up with sort of a, a honeycombed cyst around my spine. And I was before that, I was 100% fit. Like I couldn't, I, I could do laps of the pool. I, I was deadlifting hundreds of kilos. I was fit going to the gym every day because that's uh, like we spoke, fitness was my life. Mm. And um, so the first surgeon sort of, didn't actually or wasn't able to extract the entire cyst out because it was it was around the spine in a way where it's it's a very delicate place like if you if you cut something wrong there oh you boy. can paralyze it yeah and so so i was sort of bedridden for about 2 months and so i went oh from being completely gosh. 100% fit to uh, not being able to lie down on my back um and uh, I, I like I'm still, I have neck issues now because I haven't been able to lay down on my back for two months and I'm not oh even gosh. 30. So, so, wow. so 
Um, and I never had surgery before this. Um, like I was never put under, I, did, I didn't know what that was like. So when I was there at the hospital, I, 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 I was going through a major mindset change. Um, and the good thing was, because I'm, I'm also a deeply religious person, is that I was also very grateful for the pain that was coming. Um, and on the point of the pain, I basically had to, once they did the surgery, because they didn't know if it had been cleared up properly, they had to keep the wound open, which was about a, which was about a two inch hole going into my spine. So uh, when, when a wound is open, you have to pack it with gauze. Um, so I had to go to the doctor every day and they had to pack it. And it was basically excruciating pain every day for two months um and before that i was like i said i was living a very very Crazy. comfortable life no pain and so that pain made me really focus in on okay what do i want to do and what do i want to do with my time and what do i want to do with my health and so the biggest realization i had is that number one i'm not going to stay a fit you know fit as a fiddle for forever eventually even if you don't get any disease you're going to wither away because that's how the world works yeah and so it really made me grateful about time um and it really put in into perspective a lot of things that are offline like you know family and all those things because at the end of the day linkedin is a tool it's not it's 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 not the entirety of who i am and so when a painful event happens it brings you in towards it brings the other things in focus. So it was more of an external um, epiphany, um, but it was very painful. The post that you were talking about is um, is something that I thought about for a very long time because when I was going through that period, before that I was posting consistently for about- Yeah, you just disappeared. I was like, yeah, whoa, yeah. where'd he go? And then I just disappeared uh, because uh, I was literally on- codeine and you know tependid all the whole day so i was not i wasn't in i wasn't able to write anything because all day i was asleep uh like drugged up so <laughs> so then um when i did find a little bit of space um i had that picture that my wife took um and, and she basically took that picture to send to my family i, I never took that picture thinking i'm going to post on linkedin because that was the last thing on my brain i wasn't thinking i'm going to post on linkedin but um she took that picture. I had that picture and I hadn't posted in a while. So I have a theory of how you should present your personal brand. Um, and um, again, that's covered in my, in the course, which is free, but great, crazy. The, the, wow. The, the, I'll give you the gist of the theory. The gist yeah. of the theory is that we all have persona wavelengths and um, I, I'll try to explain what that means is you need to understand that LinkedIn is a tool. And when you use a tool to project your personality, you cannot project your entire personality. And the reason for that is, mm. is because the only medium where you can present your entire personality is reality. You cannot do it on Instagram. In the, all these, you mm. cannot do it on TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Sure, video might be better than text. Pictures might be better than text because more elements of your personality are projected. However, you need to be okay with the fact that you will never be able to present a hundred percent of your personality. I can personality. vouch for that, boy. Oh, boy. 
That's the biggest struggle people have because they get so caught up in the fact that thinking this post is not me. I would never make a post like that. When in reality, you have to realize no post is you or no, mm-hmm. no post is completely 100% you. A post is a tool you use to project your personality. Now, most mm-hmm. people don't realize that. So what most people do is that there's, they're so scared to show one part of the personality that they keep projecting the opposite of that all the time. I'll give you an example. People that are afraid to show that they're confrontational or you know they've had issues with being confrontational will put out posts all day talking about how nice they are with people. And this, like we see this all the time. If you see a, a six posts from me in a week, where in all six of them, I'm only talking about how nice and happy I am, you will automatically and intrinsically, see, I didn't even finish my sentence and you're nodding your head because you know that that's not how humans work. A human being is never happy 100% of the time. It's not possible. Sometimes we're happy, sometimes we're sad. Sometimes we're motivational, sometimes we're demotivational. Sometimes we're healthy, sometimes we're not. Now, the problem happens when you only talk about one thing. So for example, if I'm a fitness person or a LinkedIn person, and I only talk about how good my health is all the time, and I've never had a disease, no one is going to be able to relate to me. Or if I'm a a motivational person, and I only talk about motivation, and you give 100% every day, it's positive, 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 people are going to automatically be repulsed, because we all know intuitively that human beings are balanced creatures. They have both. So I realized an opportunity in the sense that I said, I've never made a post talking about going through a health scare. And there were, there were the reason for that was because I was in excellent health. So I didn't have a reason. Like, I'm not going to make put up a post in a hospital if, if that's not happening. So, uh, and I hadn't posted in a while. So I knew that the post was going to blow up because by now I have a complete, like, I wouldn't say complete, I'm, I'm not trying to brag, but um, I understand when a post is going to blow up and when not. And a, a big reason in that is, if you keep talking about one thing, and so for example, I had a lot of positive talk, but I hadn't talked about the challenge as much. And I was aware of that because I want to use the tool LinkedIn to present both sides. So I was like, okay, I can talk about this and I can try to, I can, you know, give out the good message that I've learned, which was that health is wealth. Uh, and then no amount of money is going to fix a fix bad health. Yep. If, you know, and I, like at that time, I would have given every single last dollar of mine to just get out of that hospital bed. So I wrote that post because I knew that it would counter what I've been talking and complete my personality in the minds of people. And this is exactly why when people saw that, they could relate with me a lot more because they're like, okay, this guy there, he's here all the he's time. Human. He's human. He's human. Exactly. He's human. And so uh, that's why it blew up. It got a couple of million, million views, Crazy. Like oh. 20,000 plus likes, but yeah. Um, that was the strategy behind it and the thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's super cool. I want to, I want to turn a little bit on this. So if a CEO is listening, why should a CEO, let's say a, you know, blue collar, you know, CEO, why should he give a crap about LinkedIn? Um, the biggest reason he should give a crap about he LinkedIn, or she, by the way, he or sure, she, yeah. he, she, whatever, whatever, <laughs> yeah. it, whatever it is. <laughs> The reason that they should is because if they don't and their competitors do, 
then they're out of business zone. And so sometimes in life, as we know, and especially in, in war, which is a, an analogy that I keep talking about that that really matches business because that's what it is. Yep. It's a 24-7 it's a sport. You know, when you're asleep, other people, your competitors are still playing. So if you are going to sleep on this, but John from across the street starts putting out content, starts getting hundreds of millions of views, or even hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands, then he or, or she automatically has that advantage over you that you're not going to be able to compete against. The field has been changed. The playing field is different. So you need to change. If you don't, you're going to be the dinosaur. And, you know, So it's not a matter of whether you want to. It, it, the time is now where you need to. And the reason you need to is because if you don't, your competitors will. So if that doesn't drive you and if that doesn't motivate you, then, then maybe you do want your business to not succeed. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Okay, so what about this? So let's say, let's say they go, okay, fine, you got me. I'll, I'll, but what if they say, I'm, I'm a CEO of, of a 300-employee company. I'm too busy. I can't post on LinkedIn. What would, like, so let's say you've got a client yeah. sitting in front of you. He's a CEO. He's got yep. 300 employees out in his, in his yeah. building. And he tells <laughs> you, Taz, I don't, yeah. I don't have the time to post on LinkedIn. What would you say to that? Yeah. So uh, every time I speak to someone that has more than 10 employees and they try to give me this excuse, I tell them, if you have 300 employees and you don't have time, then I'm sorry to say you're not managing those 300 employees Ooh. in the way you should be. Okay. Because if someone that has three employees uses that excuse, I would understand. They don't have the resources to delegate their life. Someone that has 300 employees has the resources financially, mm. um, in terms of manpower, in terms of systems. Obviously, you need systems for three hundred to manage three hundred people. They have they have no excuse because they have all of that. So you are in a larger position. Number one, in terms of resources to be able to capitalize on the opportunity, and number two, in terms of opportunity cost. Because if I have three employees and I don't go on this, then sure, my, I might have to sack my three employees and you know that might be the end of it. But if you as a leader of 300 people are not taking care of or not cashing in on this opportunity, there's only you to, you to blame. And it's okay if you don't want to. John from across the street who has 200 employees will find one person in there that can free him up for half an hour a week mm. and they will they will hire someone like me or someone else who can amplify their voice and present them in the right way and create that brand for them, that in two years' time, when it comes 2025, they're going to be able to have influence like none other. And so it's, a, it's an investment that you have to make. And if you don't, especially you have 300 employees, you have no excuse. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But wait, you just said something that's kind of interesting too. So there's a lot of, and so do you ghostwrite? Is that part of your services, ghostwriting? So uh, this is, I haven't said this anywhere before, but I am yes. about to launch an agency after this course. Yes. Uh, so it will be early uh, 2023. I have five select clients who I write for at the book because I don't have capacity okay. for more. Um, yeah. And so I'm not taking on any more, but I do have people that are interesting, interested. But I want to systemize. I'm in the process of systemizing my process and then, Get, get, putting it in an agency format so I can scale it 
Yeah. Um, so yes, I will be uh, doing a lot of that. I don't like the word ghost, right? Because I'm not a writer. Um, I'm I'm more of a person that will help you find your voice and has understanding of the platform so that you can amplify your voice. So yeah. Um, okay. Good. Well, that's exciting. And and so this was the first time you've ever you've ever announced that. No, I've, 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 I haven't announced any, I haven't told anyone. This is the I first have, place right here, right yeah, now. Yeah, yes, right here, right now that I'll be launching an agency. Um, awesome. I've got a few names shortlisted. So yeah, you will be able to, um, well, that's awesome. you'll be able to get full access to my brain. That's well, well, let me ask you this. So some people, there are all these ghost, ghost writers out there now, right? And we know a couple of names. I know a couple of names. You know, we, we know some of these names. We're not going to promote them on this podcast, but now what, if a CEO find, says, you know what, can, can somebody do this for me? How do you feel about that? Like, like a, like full blown, get one of these ghost writers that are there, that are good. What do you think about that? Okay. So I think that's what a CEO should do. Um, and the reason is because again, CEO's time that, that employs 300 people is very expensive and, and they need, they, they're aware of that more than anyone else. So just the same way that they have a personal assistant or an executive assistant and they have an accountant. They don't sit and go through their books. They have managers, general managers. They have an entire structures because they need to scale their process. They do need a ghostwriter or awesome. a, okay. or, but what I would say is there's a lot of ghostwriters out there and there's a lot of great ghostwriters. I'm, I'm friends with some, some that are extremely awesome. Um, but, you should probably go to someone, especially if you're a CEO, that can not only write for you, but understand your business. And yeah. so with that, because that's the that's the major part. Um, you don't want someone that misrepresents you because it's very, uh, the ghostwriting process is very crucial. So you, it, you're better off paying a little bit more money and going to someone that is going to design an entire brand strategy for you and then replicate your voice in a much better way than um, a ghostwriter. And a lot of ghostwriters can do it, but writers are mainly writers. They they use techniques to um, make the writing better. But sometimes you don't have you don't need to focus on the technique so much. You need to focus on the message because again, you when I talk to people sometimes when I write for them, the biggest thing is I have to tell them you are not me, and I'm not you. And so if you, Michael, are the CEO of a 300-person company, your writing needs to be very different from Taz because Taz is a completely different person. Taz is this bold person who likes taking bold opinions, is very disagreeable. Let him be himself. So you need to go through an entire process where we distill your personality, your tone, your message, your aims, um, and then we project that. So it's a it's a it's a very smart decision to actually go to someone else than to try to do it yourself. I, I think the key would be that the, the CEO probably his his or her biggest concern would be um, not you know I would assume that the CEO would have final write off or sign off on posting or whatever because if if the ghostwriter wrote something that was not appropriate or whatever you know that should not have been said. That could be very, could be even legal, could be legally damaging, right? So, yeah. so now you're you're in a situation where that's a CEO might go, I'm not having to write for me. I mean, they could they could screw me over, right? Yeah, absolutely. So when when so if I write for a CEO, I'm not posting that until they eyeball it because again, like I said, a a person is running a 300 person company, 
has a lot of nuances that they have to look at before they put a message out in in the open. And and so I have a process, basically just a reviewing process where they review it and that takes a minute and then, you know, we get feedback back on it. But um, yeah, you would not have anyone. If if someone says, oh, I'm going to just post based on what I feel is good, that's not the person you need to hire. (laughs) No, Um, here's one. uh, We're winding down, but here's a question for you. So, um, business posting as posting on the business page or as the business page or as a profile, which one would you say? Okay. So, uh, of course I'm in the personal branding space. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm going to say post on your profile. That doesn't take away from the fact that business pages is still a huge opportunity. Um, I have friends who have grown business pages into a hundred thousand followers in oh, less than, man. in less than six months incredible and um actually i was talking to uh, i was talking to one of one of the guys that did this his name is chris um and he sent me all the data and i was my mind was blown i was like that's insane so hmm. as a smart person again you are running a 300 person company you need to catch every opportunity that comes your way so if you talk to someone that says only do one thing don't listen to them you need to do whatever and everything that works. Because like I said, if you don't, the other person will. Let's say I suggest to you that you should only post on your personal profile because I'm a personal branding evangelist. And then a better expert comes in and says, look, I can do this and the company pages. Obviously, that might be of a greater advantage. So you should do both. However, every medium has their own ROI. So I can say that posting on your personal page at the moment, and it depends on your situation, might have a 6x ROI, whereas posting on your company page might have a 2x ROI. And then obviously you need to put more effort into where the ROI is greater. So again, every time I, um, I, I, my job is to tell these CEOs that, listen, these are the opportunities. You're the boss, you decide, and I'll execute them for you. Um, so yeah, take all the opportunities that are there. That's awesome. Okay. So we're winding down here. This was amazing, but here's talk about this free report. So by the time this podcast airs, a report will be out because it's going out tomorrow, which is November 18th. Um, you've talked a lot about it and everybody's like, number one, free, free. What the hell free? Are you kidding me? So, so talk about your free report and then talk about how people can get it. And then any of yeah. your contact, this is the time for, I, I want you just to okay. promote yourself uh, as much as you want. So people are confused because they're like, what's Taz doing? And that's exactly where I like them to be. The reason for that is, is because I sat down and I tried to figure out what's going on with the, with the LinkedIn market in terms of growing your personal brand. And again, this applies to me. It doesn't apply. And I don't try to replicate what applies to me, to other people or a CEO or whatever, but For me to grow as a personal branding expert, what I realized is that I need to give value out for free, which is not rocket science because everyone says that. That's not something, that's not a revelation. However, what people don't understand is that when you actually look into what is value and what is giving it for free, and you look into the market, you'll realize that there's a threshold. The threshold is people will give free contents or posts or maybe a um, a lead magnet 
or you know some a, a document or a template that's the ceiling at the moment of the things that people are willing to give out for free now i want to go way above that ceiling so what i did because i i, I truly believe that when you do give out and you give out with the genuine spirit of helping people you will obviously build trust at a massive scale which is the definition of building a personal brand is to build trust at a massive scale or if not the definition then the the aim pretty damn good yeah so i realized okay everyone says give out value but i don't want to give out value like everyone so what i did was i've did a bunch of courses trying to understand how to do linkedin and it wasn't really to understand how to do linkedin because i actually figured that out by myself cuz that i did no one strategy worked for me but <laughs> i did a bunch of courses to gauge out the course market because that's something that's a bit hot at the moment people want to do side hustles they want to get out of their um their their prison like we spoke about but any time they go to a person for help they charge them 150 200 Uh, minimum for a good quality course. So I decided okay well this is probably going to take me 100 200 hours but if I can design something that's so exceptionally above the level that's being currently delivered I genuinely believe that I will get a return so exceptionally above the level that people get. Um so it's not a charitable or a virtue signaling there's strategy uh, behind it there's strategy there's, there's a deep strategy behind it yeah, yeah, and yeah. the strategy is embedded at every single step and the strategy the summary of the strategy is the same that everyone says is give to get so i have now basically developed a course which is about i think about 90 minutes i, I actually have to review it before i post it in yeah. uh, 12 hours time so um <laughs> <laughs> so I have a lot to do today. It's very busy. I so today. appreciate you getting on the podcast. It was yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, I, 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 so today when I posted in about 12 hours time, people will have a means of going and doing a course which has no upsells. I don't want to upsell you anything. I know once you do the course, the only thing that's going to be in your mind is that Taz knows his stuff. and if i can get a hundred people to think that that's all i need that that's that's <laughs> imagine a hundred people going around thinking that you know your stuff in any field that's priceless and so i could have put a price tag on this course and i could have kept marketing it and tried yeah. to make money that way but yeah. i think that that that's and i was thinking about this yesterday <laughs> what came to my mind is the analogy of <laughs> a premature ejaculation because what that is is you're getting too excited too prematurely you're trying to sell too early what you need to do and what i'm doing is i'm not selling too early i'm holding i'm extending that uh, process of building trust and so when i put this out and if i only need 100 people to do it even though i have about 3000 people that are interested in it at the oh, moment oh this is going you're going to have you're going to add <laughs> zeros to that zeros to that please <laughs> I'm actually kind of nervous I'll be honest I'm not I'm not I'm no I just started doing this a few months ago so I'm not Crazy. like I didn't go to uni for this or anything but I am confident in what I'm putting out because I know it works but if I can get 100 people to do this and out of them 
50 go, this was amazing for me. It helped me change my entire LinkedIn strategy, how I think. And out of those 50, 20 people talk about it. Then you, I have 20 people marketing me for free. And that's, 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 that's a 20 people marketing department for a personal brand. And for me right now, so I had two avenues sell the course for $150, $200 like everyone else and, you know, market it. So keep pushing it to people. But what that does is, is subconsciously makes people go back thinking, oh, yes. yeah, yep. another, yep. another course. And so I reversed it and I said, look, instead of getting my return on my investment, which is time back in, in terms of money today, what I can do is I can put this out and have 20, 30 people become my evangelists. And if and so that happened last night. Someone did a post last night. Um, a very famous graphic designer lady. Uh, that post I think has maybe maybe two three hundred. I haven't checked it at the moment. Two three hundred reactions on it, and the entire post is talking about how Taz is helping other people. And so, wow, that's 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 someone with an audience. That one post yesterday got put put my name in front of about thirty thousand people. Um, because of this time that I'm doing. And so if I can get Crazy. 10 posts like this, I go in front of 300,000 people or half a million people. And that's, that's worth a hundred thousand dollars in itself. Like that's a oh, lot of marketing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have the money to advertise myself to go in front of half a million people. Crazy. Um, so how can I do it at scale? I get other people to do it. How can I get them to do it? I help them achieve what they want to achieve so they can help me achieve what I want to achieve. So I just took the money part out. I'm like, I don't really care. I don't want to be rich tomorrow. I want to be rich in 10 years. I, I'm, in, I'm in no rush. So when I took that out, it just came to me that, okay, no one's done this. And that's another differentiator that no one has actually given out an entire product for free um, after they've been successful. People do it before but no one's done it after, you know, so I'm right. at the moment ranked number two in the world for personal branding. And the person that's number one sells a course and they've been, he's been selling a course for, I think three years now. He's the biggest course seller on LinkedIn. Hmm. Kudos to him. He's a, he's a genius, but I think I can catch up to him in a much quicker way if I don't sell it. And if I don't sell it, so he's made, say, $3 million in three years. If I can get to the same level in half the time, I can then make the $2 million when I'm there by leveraging in a lot of other ways. So agency right. is one way, you know, there's consulting is another way, but I do it in half the time. So it's, uh, I can talk about this for hours. Cause this, <laughs> this yeah, but that's super. I mean, that's, yeah. it's, it's a very, well, it's strategic. Number one, it is strategic. It's a business, but number two, it is coming from that angle of giving. And that's just, that's really doesn't happen very often anymore. You know, and I just did, I bought a course, a LinkedIn course. I bought in all of them, but more out of kind of just curiosity, because I know most of, I need to know about LinkedIn for the most part, but it was 29 bucks, nothing new. Yep, 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 yep. Same yep. old, and I'm not going to mention names or whatever, but same yep. old stuff. Yeah. And yep. I was like, yep. and what, whatever, 29 bucks, whatever. But yep. still, you still kind of feel a little sort of like, Oh, this is the biggest problem. So uh, again, you can stop me whenever we run out of time because this is something I'm very passionate about. No, I, love that, it. I love the passion. 
co-sellers sell their brand value at 
helped because those things you can you have this factual information yeah. that you can pass on like i'm sure if i talk to you right now michael about health you could tell me some factual information about fitness that i would not get on google i know that as a fact yeah the thing with linkedin like backed by science and everything you know but the yeah. thing with linkedin is that it's not like i know what the linkedin algorithm really is <laughs> no one does this is and no expert will tell you this the thing is no one knows but I have an opinion and I can pass it on. And so what it becomes is a LinkedIn course is a marketing effort right. at the end of the day. And so you don't, I don't really think that that's something you should be selling. I just said, this is my moral standpoint. I don't, I would never sell a LinkedIn only course because it's just, a, it's, it's just $200 worth of opinion. And it might, tomorrow it will change. Uh, and you know, it will change because it changed yeah. from two, two days ago. So, sell anything else. So I want to disrupt this market. So I want to give all the information away for free so that people don't have to waste time and then feel, then get that sour taste in their mouth afterwards. But well, yeah, you said, for, for hours. <laughs> well, you, well, I love the passion, but you said a key word right there, disruptor. Yeah. I'm all about that, man. Like that word resonates with me. I mean, that might be another tattoo for me because I, I got, I got, <laughs> I got relentless right there. Oh, I love right that. There. But but disruptor, that's pretty good. I like that. That might be a tattoo. Anyways, okay, so how do people um, let our listeners know? Because if they're listening on audio, they're, they're not watching this. Mm. We'll have a web page, by the way, with all the links and all that stuff. But how yeah. can they get the course? How do they contact you? Yep, yeah, so you, you can go to my profile. You just have to look to Slim Emil Fateh up on LinkedIn. It will come up. And by the end of today, so it's about midday GMT on the 18th of November, I'll have a link to the course in there. Okay. All you have to do is go to that link and okay. obviously give you email because I, I need an email. I need some yeah, sort of an identifier. It. Yeah. Um, and uh, it will be um, it will be hosted on uh, an external platform. And then you can yeah. literally just go in and do it for free. The whole thing. You don't have to pay anything. I'm not going to spam you with anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure, I'll, I'll take your email and I might send you a couple of emails. But oh, of course, but that, yeah, of course. Yeah. But that's about it. And um, okay, there there is no upsell because the entire effort of the experiment is to give you the best feeling um, that you actually got so much value that you're like, ah, oh, crap, I have to now do something for Taz. And so that's the, that's the mission. Recipro so, reciprocity. Reciprocity. Right. Reciprocity. Yeah. Yeah. And sure, it might only work with 1% of the people, but if a thousand people do it and 1% is crazy still, you know, to 10 people, so that's a lot. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can get it. And my profile, there'll be a link. It'll be up after midday GMT. Okay. Anybody listening? So if you, they just type in T-A-S-L-E-E-M, they'll find you. Boom. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and, and just so you know, I have the alien emoji in my name. I know, I know, so, I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> That's why I have it because it helps people identifier. That's right. Yeah, That's identify. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, um, God. I mean, and knowing that you know you've got a lot of you know things happening in the next half a day, I so yeah. appreciate you being on. Um, you're a great guy, man. I mean, you're you really are. Um, anybody, I hope I hope you get lots of followers from this. You know, we'll, I'll promote it once it comes out and all of that. But you're just a great guy. You're one, you're just, it's a hard in this crazy world of ours to really have authentic. I mean, and, and I'm connected to a lot of them on LinkedIn, by the way. 
So LinkedIn is an amazing platform, but you truly, your character is coming out and it's it's pretty impressive. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Michael. You only say that in me because the same is within you. And so so that's that's the that's a scientific fact to to end that right there. But thank you so much for having me and uh, listening to me blab blab on about, about LinkedIn. But yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. You've just listened to the Dominate Your Market podcast with CEO business consultant and author, Michael Peterson. Growth-minded CEOs hire Michael to explode their revenues, build an amazing company, and create a transformational mindset that encapsulates growth, success, and ultimately, happiness. His book, Dominate Your Market, is creating quite a stir in the marketplace. Go to dominateyourmarketbook.com and get your first chapter free.